around, in and out. Uh, nothing happened accidentally, right? Everything is has been allowed and uh, ordained, allowed sovereignly by the Lord uh, to bring us through all the stages. And and really, you look at the situation of the recovery today. We really you cannot be in a better situation in terms of the the openness, uh, the harmony. By no means we say that we are perfect. By no means we say we are all there. But compared to even where we were 42 years ago, you know, we have really advanced quite much. And sometimes you just have to step back and look look over you know, where where the Lord has brought us. I mean, I mentioned a little bit last night about even the regionalism. Right there when Brother Lee released those words <clears throat> in 77, right, there was an ambitious brother there, right, who was claiming to be the universal coordinator of this one new man, and not knowing the following year, he became one of the rebels. And uh, so... Um, <clears throat> so regionalism uh, has been uh, destroying the lost recovery through all these years. Um, and <clears throat> so then even I, was, I remember when Brother Lee uh, had the conference on the 10 great, great critical ones, right? And uh, I remember in one of the private fellowship uh, or, uh, before or ahead or after the conference, literally share with us about why he spoke those messages on the 10 great critical ones was because of the regionalism was still so prevailing among us. And as we know, I mean, this is one of the, this was one of the region, yes. right? The Northwest was under the region and the lake area, one of the region, Northeast, another region, and there were all these, uh, <coughs> uh, you know, the uh, uh, honchos, you know, you uh, these uh, chiefs, you know, try to do something in their region, you know, to do using Brother Lee's word, a work within the work. So, <coughs> so when Brother Lee, how can how can the one new man be realized? The vision is clear. The vision is there, although we didn't understand. I mean, we, don't, we did not have the equipment to really understand. We were not prepared to understand what fully what those messages meant. And also, <clears throat> the, the condition of the churches were not ready for that to be realized. But now, through the 42 years, it's like the 42 stations of the... <laughs> of the New Testament, you know, 42 stations. And the Lord just cleared away, cleared away all the rubbles, all the frustration. You know, I was really impressed, you know, just four years ago, here in America, we could actually have a national college training. You know, I, I don't know how, others, how you all feel, but I realize, can we do this 30 years ago? Yeah. No. <clears throat> We couldn't have done, you know, because we, we, we did not have this kind of sensation. 
But here, this time, and now we had just had another one in July, right? 2,800 or whatever number. I mean, it's not so much the number, it's just the fact that brothers can come together to coordinate as one for the Lord's work in America. That is unprecedented. I mean, USA is a big country with such a, so many people, so why such a, uh, <clears throat> even geographically, is such a huge place. To coordinate something together is very, very challenging. I mean, unlike Taiwan, Taiwan is a small island to do things much more easier. But the Lord did it, right? Amen. I mean, the Lord did it. Dear brothers, I mean, you have to realize, regardless of what the num- even what the outcome was, but the fact that is the brothers can actually come together and begin to see ourselves as one, to do one work, right? There are no <clears throat> northeast, northwest, you know, uh, 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 heartland, region, whatever you call it. Now it's just the Lord's recovery in America, the Lord's recovery on the whole earth. And I think through these, I think these uh, years of uh, seven fees blending, it helped us, right? Even as I mentioned about uh, uh, even what the Lord is doing from in China, so re- so far away from us, uh, they also brought in to the f- the feeling for the body. It's not just for Africa. You, you heard about even a few years ago about the need in Europe, you know, in London. And the hearts, just the, the, the saints in, 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 the, uh, uh, in China. And one time a coworker visited them and the brothers just handed them this big, big basket, uh, uh, this big, uh, uh, shopping bag full of cash in there. And, uh, <clears throat> just, uh, you know, to, to offer for the need in, uh, the Lord's move in Europe. Um, the, the, the heart, the feeling, brothers, is that the Lord, little by little, is bringing us into this reality and practicality of the one new man. And and what is this one new man? It's not just about being multicultural, multiracial. It's not about that. Actually, it's the other side. This one new man is actually making us all the same. Making us all the same. Here, indeed, there's no Americans, no Chinese, no Koreans, just all the same. I mean, this is, there is a divine, the thought of a divine sameness when God created man, right? The man was exactly like himself, and he wants all of us, the, 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 the descendants of Adam, you know, we all become the same. And as Christ came, that he was that unique grain, that fell into the earth, and he produced many grains. So his death actually produced not just many safe sinners. His death produced many exactly like him. Many grains. There's no differentiation between that multiplied grain than the original grain. We all become the same. So this one new man is what? It's not a conglomeration of many colors, many languages raised. But actually, this one new man is just one person. It's just Christ. Did we have the understanding 42 years ago? No way. We didn't have that idea. But now it's through, you know, this Brother Lee's incessant speaking. 
just hitting again and again repeatedly, something began to sink in a little bit. That there is such a thing called the divine sameness. Anyone tries to do, you know, a separate work, a individualistic work, is foolish these days because there's a tide that is has moved has moved on, right? Has moved on. There's a tide, you know. In the, um, <clears throat> you know, I mentioned last last night about uh, recently in Ethiopia, we had this gathering of brothers from you know east, west, north, south of Africa, and this brother <clears throat> from Ghana. Uh, where Dick and I stayed, stayed in when we first went to Africa. We stayed in his home for three weeks. And he is, he's a Ghanaian. He lived as a Ghanaian. He'll die as a Ghanaian. And, uh, you know, he's, he is, he doesn't, he doesn't care to go anywhere to, he, he loves Ghana. That's, that's his place. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, at times we talk about, you know, blending with Nigeria, which is just, uh, you know, next century over. And he didn't even bother to, he has no interest, no interest whatsoever. And this time, I saw him in India. I saw him in India. I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> right? You belong to Ghana. Right? <laughs> anyway, so he was just smiling at me. And, you know, he was in Ghana. And, and then, just a couple of weeks later, he came to Ethiopia as one of the brothers blending in, in Africa. And then... Uh, Oh, he, he was just, uh, he lost his identity of Ghanaian, <laughs> Ethiopian. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. He's just happy to be, you know, with all the brothers. And then he told me, I'm going to see you in Cairo in January. Being in January, we're going to have the Lord's table in Cairo on January, middle of January. And, uh, so he, he is already applying to, planning to go there. I said, I mean, what is this? I mean, what make a Ghanaian, a, such a uh, local, national Ghanaian, becoming such a universal person, right? Something happened. The Lord is through the ministry, through the, 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 the it's just the, through the speaking, it just opens, opened up a sky to us as never before. So today we don't see ourselves as Northwesterners, you know, Seattle lights or, you know, Bellevue lights, whatever. You know, we are just one new man. Amen. You know, the consciousness. I mean, do, we do have a last, the, the, the last message of this uh, training, message nine, uh, talking about the <clears throat> practicing the church life today in the consciousness of the new man. Um, I mean, indeed, we are, the Lord has, uh, uh, you know, provided Everything uh, outwardly in terms of communication, transportation uh, is so convenient now. I mean, the world has shrunk, right? Brother Lee talked about that in the, in the, uh, um, you know, in the, in the, in the, uh, the world situation, right? Every, indeed, everything outwardly. I mean, it's, uh, nothing can be now is is everything is so convenient, but it's just that. Uh, <clears throat> Where is the condition? Where is the, the heart and the spirit of the saints? And of course, through the 22 years of this kind of blending, uh, coming together, although not everybody, but surely a good representative of the body has been doing this, have been practicing this. That has, that has, uh, 
provided an impact in the loss recovery today, that we are no longer the same as we were 42 years ago. The Lord has definitely advanced, and we need to continue to advance in this way. I mean, the outward situation, transportation, the convenience is an assistance. It it helps us to practice. But just by that itself will not bring forth a new man, right? We have to see this vision, what the, what the Lord is after. I mean, that uh, I appreciate that. <clears throat> I didn't pick, put, the, put together the outline. I appreciate the brothers put together the outline last night in message one. It's so simple in one sense. Right? What can be more simpler than the matter of creation? Yet it's so profound. It's so central. Because that's where it all begins, and that's where everything will be. It, it will lead to, it will lead to that ultimate consummation. It all begins there, right? It all begins on what the Lord, what God did on that sixth day, right? That creation of man determines everything that happens all the way to the finish point. Is that crucial, right? So now it is the, I, to me, I think, I feel this time, just coming to coming back to these messages, it brings me to another, just another vista uh, of a, a new era that the Lord is bringing us into. We cannot live in our uh, uh, localism, localistic. <clears throat> just my my church, or even some are worse, my small group or my district. Right? We need to be enlarged. We need to see the vision, and we need to have the heart, right, the heart of the Lord Jesus, the inward parts of Christ, to be replicated in us. God does not want us to be different. Northwest are not, is not supposed to be different from the Northeast, not supposed to be different from the Southwest, not supposed to be different from the Far East. We all, God intends for us to be all the same, right? It's the world, it's Satan that wants us to be different from one another, right? That eventually issues in denominations, right, in divisions. But God's economy is so clear, is to make us all not only the same, but not only one, but even the same, Mm -hmm. even the same. So we need transformation, we need confirmation, I mean, uh, this is not something that can be done overnight, but the Lord is merciful to us. I think with uh, whatever you know that's left here on this earth, um, and uh, the Lord is working with us to bring us toward this this goal. And then on the on the other on the other side, I'd like to also bring out is the uh, just I, I I mentioned about Satan's rampant. Activities these days. I mean, the 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 age is getting darker, uh, darker than ever before. I don't know there is ever a time as dark as today, right? In in every level, and um, uh, is uh, uh, you know the the <coughs> the 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 moral standard, uh, you know all the the politics, the the corruption. Uh, all the lies, the, uh, 
all the uh, uh, you know the all these things are <clears throat> are just signs of the lawlessness, the spirit of lawlessness that is at work, right? And who can fight against this? No Christian body can do this. No, 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 any kind of organization system can stand against this. Only the one new man. Only the one new man able to exercise that divine authority, the divine, the, the, the dominion that God has given to us. That can, that can bring hope to this age, right? In this, in the midst of this confused, uh, situation. So all the more, I'm just uh, uh, convinced within that uh, uh, the salvation, the salvation of this age lies with the emergence of the new man, of the one new man. No individual Christians can fight, can stand up against all these things. No one is as, can be so as strong to fight against that, but only the one new man. So we do have this responsibility as the Lord is bringing us forward, advancing us toward this end. We have a responsibility to exercise that dominion with him, right? to defeat Satan, to recover this earth, uh, and to bring his kingdom back. So today, of course, as we are practicing the church life, I hope, you know, under this vision, we would, the Lord will uh, impart this kind of consciousness into us. We are not alone just in our little locality, our little area, but really we are part of this one new man. All the time, this has to be our consciousness. And this will, this will dictate how we make decisions, right? In our local church, uh, 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 elders meeting, you fellowship about things, you know, how do we consider, right, the direction for the church, uh, decisions, we have to consider, not just your saints in your church, but the whole body. Right. Uh, this is, we are all part of the new man. Amen. If I do things this way, how would, the, how would my brothers feel, right? How would the saints in the Far East feel? I mean, these are words spoken by Brother Nee, even Brother Nee back then. Right, 1930, in the 930, when you talk about the assembly life, he already spoke like this. Right? How can we, how can one church do, does something without taking consideration of other churches? Aren't we the one body? So now, <clears throat> I mean, I know in the spiritual realm, everything takes time. Right? It's just we like to be more hurry, you know, to listen to the message next day, we'll get it worked out. But it seems to be, it doesn't quite like that. It's just, uh, it takes years for the Lord to, make a little bit of an advancement. But then the Lord is advancing, right? Praise the Lord for that. Um, so I feel these days it, is, it lies with us, the responsibility to, as we are living in the, in the local church life, to uh, allow the Lord to be the person who lives in us, to make his home in us, uh, and that he is, he is the unique person of this new man. Actually, this new man is nothing less than Christ himself, right? But the en- enlarged Christ, the corporate Christ, he is that one new man, right? Amen. So anyway, I just uh, start with this, just to uh, share with you some of you know, the remaining burden I have. Maybe Brother Ron may have something.
I was not able to be in India because uh, I couldn't get a visa. So I wasn't there for the actual presentation. I did compose uh, five of the outlines, and at the request of some of the brothers, I recorded about a 20-minute summary of the burden in the nine messages. So there's a lot in me, but I can't uh, report about what actually happened during that uh, elders' training. But there's one matter that I want to just bring to you in the a way to open long-term fellowship and learning and seeking. Okay, And it will be from message 8 <clears throat> tomorrow morning on the stewardship. And I'm going to make give you one real-life illustration of something that uh, in all my years of serving perhaps touched me more deeply than anything a brother ever shared with me. And then from with that set before us, then I'll just go over some verses with you regarding one matter. And it doesn't matter who said this, I travel so many countries, doesn't matter whether it's a brother or a sister, I'll just say this was a middle-aged saint. So I just refer to the person as X. And just so that uh, there's just no uncovering in any way, because this could have been anywhere in any locality. And uh, we're having fellowship. And uh, this person has been in a particular church for more than 20 years, is altogether positive and is uh, pursuing the Lord. And there was no critical element in his speaking and his spirit or her spirit was proper. But this is what X said. It was just a comment, an observation about the church where he was, or where she was. And X said, I now realize that I will never receive any shepherding in this church. And uh, I was somewhat familiar with that situation, and I know it to be the case. That someone well into middle age, been in the recovery for decades, went to the training. This the realization that maybe for two reasons that the brothers are quite, they have so many responsibilities and X realizes they had so many responsibilities But also, I think X had the realization the brothers probably are not actually capable of shepherding a person like me. And the reason I bring this up other than having the sense to um, 
let you know what's in my heart, what's in my spirit. The underlying thought is this, and you know I'm not joking here. We're not talking about one new boy, one new kid. It's one new man, man. And Paul, in the very epistle where he revealed the creation of the one new man in Ephesians 2 and putting on the new man in Ephesians 4, he talks about arriving at a full-grown man. And this has been in me for well more than 20 years, maybe 30 years, the realization, part of Satan's strategy is to stop or to very seriously slow down the growth in life everywhere. Everywhere. And then to cause the emphasis to be on outward things, necessary things, absolutely necessary, but they're not intrinsic, they're not essential. They're not organic. And so, this is what I wanted to share with you from Colossians 1. At the end of verse 24, Paul speaks of the body. His body, which is the church, of which I became a minister. Which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God, which was given to me for you to complete the word of God. Then temporarily I'll skip down to verse 28. Whom Christ we announce, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man full grown in Christ. So two things I'd like to connect here. In verse 25, he said he has received a stewardship. And the Greek word for stewardship is oikonomia, the same word for economy. And you will see when you... Have outline eight in your hands tomorrow. There's a major Roman numeral point on that outline which says the need for stewardship is desperate. Okay, it's desperate. So the stewardship, because it's intrinsically linked to economy. It refers to God's way to carry out his economy by dispensing himself into others through the serving ones. So Paul received this commission, and not only this commission, this responsibility. You are a steward. I've set you apart. This is your ministry. 
I made you a minister of the body. The context indicates of which the body, I became a minister. And now as a minister, I have this stewardship. And the stewardship is the active dispensing of the process and consummated triune God into the believers. And Paul's goal was to present everyone full grown in Christ. Full grown. And you consider how normal this is for many of us, our, our dads, some of us, our grandpas. Without exception, you just want every child to just brought, be brought to adulthood and to be a mature, normal human being. It's not a percentage thing. Like my father was one of 13 children. My mother was one of 12 that their parents didn't say, well, if we just get nine out of 12, it's not bad. And so the goal is full grown in Christ. So it would take us a conference, more than one conference, to open this up. But I just want to point out a couple things. So Paul has received this commission. And this stewardship, as he defines it in Ephesians 4, is the stewardship of grace. So our capacity to carry this out is not gift. It's not natural ability. It's grace. It's grace. It's the stewardship of grace. And no doubt, if you read Paul's word to the elders of Ephesus that met with him in Miletus, he said, you know how I was with you. How I withheld nothing from you. And I was in your home. I taught every one of you, even with tears. So he was this kind of person. He wasn't always just traveling around the Mediterranean. He was in Ephesus for three years. He was in the homes of all the saints. So then he had, there's no doubt that anyone who contacted Paul received grace. You received Christ. That's just what he was. He was a grace man. He was a Christ man. And then in verse uh, 20, at the end of verse 27, he talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay, whom we announce. Whom we announce, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man full grown in Christ. So the focus of this is a person. The Christ dwelling in Paul, 
and the Christ dwelling in the saints. I am announcing to you the Christ who is in you. And admonishing, not rebuking. Admonishing is what? It's a kind of appeal with deep feeling and much concern when you admonish someone. If I were if a kind of troublesome teenager were seeking fellowship from me and I would admonish him, please, please, stop rebelling against your parents. Respect them. Honor them, please. I'm not threatening you. I'm not condemning you. I'm just appealing to you. Please. Just recognize who they are. And teaching every man in all wisdom. Brothers, just as I'm going over these verses afresh, this touched me, all wisdom. I have done a series of rather dumb things in my life, meaning unwise things in handling situations and persons, uh, starting with the family and then branching out there. <laughs> but uh, Paul says, in all wisdom, so I'd like to just... My mom was done here. I'm not going to take much longer. I just want to insert something that I believe it's by the anointing spirit in the last three or four years. Just brought this to my consciousness again and again concerning the Lord Jesus as recorded in the Gospels. Our Lord knows how to be with every person. In every situation, he knows how to express. He knows what to say. He knows when to be quiet. And this encourages me so much because just by my disposition when I was a teenager, no one would call me a people person. I wasn't like isolated, but I wasn't like a people person. I don't know what kind of person I was, but... But Christ, being the God-man he is, he knows how to be with everyone. That's why Paul could now say with Christ in him, I will admonish everyone, anyone, according to the Christ that is in us, teaching in all wisdom to present everyone full-grown in Christ. So let me gently ask you a question based upon uh, a verse in Hebrews 13. The writer is encouraging the saints to recognize the leading ones, to imitate their faith, their manner of life. And then he addresses the leading ones. He said, he says, they watch over your souls. And I, okay, I realize, and I say this absolutely positively, 
that an elders training continuing is going on in Southern California and so many other places, I agree with every point, every aspect of that training. But my personal feeling is, if the elders don't care for people, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. That's what Paul told the, the elders there in Ephesus. This shepherd, the flock of God. And so only the, the head knows. But I would like to inquire of him, but I'm, I don't expect to get a kind of outward answer. Lord Jesus, head of the body, how many leading brothers are watching over the souls of the saints so that you know the need of everyone, the condition of everyone. You are watchful. Don't you do that with your children? It's not like, oh, wait, I have to do this. I'm a dad. This is part of the definition. You just do it. Even my daughter is 51. My sons are 49 and 45 in my being. I'm watching over their soul all the time. All the time. And so, Paul is a pattern to us. And then he ends by saying in this chapter, I'm struggling like wrestling according to the operation of God who's operating in me. And so I conclude this way, and this is, this is fellowship. It's not meant to be like a crystal clear, coherent, structured message that the need in the recovery regarding the one new man is the growth in life to maturity. And the definition, because we owe it to Brotherly's ministry to have the understanding of what maturity is, the definition is transformation is being a change in life. The divine life is transforming your natural being. Maturity is being filled with the divine life that has transformed you. Then I've been considering, this is my final thought, I think. What is the sign of full-grown My grandson, my older grandson, is going to be 18 today. So legally, he's an adult, okay? So maybe before too long, I'll have to regard him as a young adult. So you've entered maturity. But come on, you're not full grown, right? Full grown. And I have this thought that I just share with you. And just consider it over time. What does full-grown look like? A full-grown believer. Okay. I think I've seen it. I saw it in Brother Lee. And I want to point out what I saw. I've used this illustration again and again, although I won't tell it. I'll just tell you the point. When Brother Lee was ministering 
on Colossians after the training on Colossians, which was in 1979. He gave a few dozen messages. And one of the main burdens was Christ versus culture. And what is making us different, what is making us regional, is, is culture. Even in the United States, those in New York have a certain feeling about those in the South. Those in the South may still have Yankees in their thought. You've got the elitists who talk about flyover country, right? Flyover country. Some even call them deplorables. So right in our own big country, we have inward separations that are from culture. And this is the factor. This is the last stronghold the enemy has to keep us from having truly a full-grown, universal, one new man. That's why when Brother Lee told, me, told us that night when he was eating cheese and crackers and his sister said, Brother Lee, you're eating cheese and crackers. I thought Chinese didn't like cheese and he smiled and said, I'm not Chinese. I realized he wasn't. He wasn't. That's what it looks like. The skin complexion is still the same. You may still use chopsticks at home. Mandarin is his first language. But the Constitution was absolutely Christ. So, I don't know if there are any Korean-speaking brothers here. I, I say this affectionately. I hope that I will grow to be a full-grown man and then... When I'm in Korea and I'm eating kimchi and someone says, Ron, I thought Americans didn't like kimchi. Maybe I'll be able to say I'm not an American. But I hope you can sense what's in my being. That um, the Lord has, but the sheer fact, he has made us responsible ones. We have a portion in this stewardship. And this stewardship is to dispense the triune God into the believers for their growth unto maturity. And we ourselves first, for the sake of the new man, it needs to be settled, Lord, don't hold anything back in caring for me. For the new man, I need to arrive fully at maturity. This is not just about me making it into the kingdom, about me being an overcomer. This is about you having the new man. Because you cannot lead someone to where you have not been led yourself. If you're spiritually 19, you can shepherd someone who's 12. If you're spiritually at another age, you can do it. So I would hope this would put a fresh seeking in us, a pursuing of the Lord to reach maturity so that 
as stewards, we can minister the triune God to enable, we can't cause, but we can enable other saints to reach maturity. Because the goal is a full-grown man. And you look at Colossians 1.24, there will be afflictions. There will be suffering. It's not cheap. Being a dad and being a dad with grown daughter and sons, you know what the inward agony is. This in your being, motivated by love, the inward agony and struggling inwardly. There's really nothing you can do outwardly, but your being as a father is just struggling all the time. This is Paul. And I believe this was Brother Lee to the end. And so this is what I'd just like to impart to you. That the Lord would enlighten us, but it would enlighten us in, in a peaceful, cherishing way so that we don't go get all subjective and start analyzing ourselves. Let's just turn away and we all agree the goal is a full-grown man. So let's pray for this full-grown man all over the earth and in the area where we're responsible. Let's just learn by grace. How to lead every, to present everyone full grown in Christ. Okay, it's a little before 11. What we do now? I don't know. Okay. I was wondering if the brothers might be willing to answer questions. Brothers have some questions. Wow. Or responses. A response? Yeah, he says response. Oh, I would just say this meeting was well worth it. Amen. Well worth having. Why don't we just pray a little bit? For three or four minutes. Amen. See if we have more. Lord, we look to you. Amen. God, only you can cause growth. Amen. Cause us all to grow to maturity. Amen. For the sake of the one new man. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, you're speaking to each one of us. Amen. Lord, we, we don't measure up in this. Amen. Lord, we want to measure up. Amen. Lord, you're the one filled with grace. Amen. You actually are the embodiment of grace. Amen. Lord, you grace us. Amen. Grace us that we could be the proper shepherd. Amen. giving us this stewardship. Amen. Ask that you would grow in us. Amen. For our own sake. Amen. For the sake of you uh, gaining the one new man. Amen. Oh, thank you for this thank word. Amen. Lord, do this. Amen. Do this in us. Amen. 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 Oh Lord, thank you for this stewardship. Amen. Lord, thank you for shepherding us. Amen. Oh Lord, we treasure all your shepherding. Amen. Lord, we treasure.
treasure you're shepherding through all the speaking in the Lord's recovery. Lord, through all the conferences and trainings. Amen. Uh, Lord, we treasure these words. Amen. Lord, we do ask you to bring us to maturity. Amen. Lord, that we could shepherd the saints. Amen. Lord, that you could realize the one new man. Amen. You can have your goal, Lord. Have your goal. Thank you. You're such a man. Amen. You're such a person. Amen. Such a heart and such a concern. Amen. You reproduce this in us. Amen. Give us such an inward being. Amen. Such a concern for all the same. Amen. For the growth Amen. to maturity. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Lord, we believe you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
we can hear this fellowship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We worship you. Praise up the shepherding. Swallow up the regionalism. Praise the Lord. Up the shepherding. Amen. Swallow up culture, Lord. Amen. Regionalism. Amen. Lord, even have a breakthrough in shepherding. Amen. Care for all the souls of the saints. Amen. Lord, operate in us. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You operate in us. Amen. Lord, do reproduce. Amen. Such a life. Amen. Such a living. Amen. Likes to shepherd the flock. Amen. According to God. Amen. Lord, make us such ones. Amen. Make us such ones. Amen. Thank you for your speaking and your call. Amen. Confess our lack. Amen. Lord, we like to take you. Amen. Like you to get through. Amen. Be a channel. Amen. Channel of grace. Amen. The growth of the saints. Amen. Amen. Concerning our personal situation. Amen. We come to you just as we are. Amen. And ask, Lord, is there anything in us hindering this growth in life? If so, Lord, take care of it. Give us all the experiences we need. In the time between now and the end of next year, a time of normal growth and development. Lord, in concerning the saints, as priests, we bring the entire recovery before you. We pray for all the churches and all the saints. All will arrive at a full grown man. Nullify the works of the enemy. Shame him. Raise up this new man who will execute your judgment upon him. Do this in our lifetime. Coming back. Amen. Need something in the churches for yourself. Amen. 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 exciting for me to be in a new country. I had never been off the continent. But what I realized is my view was I saw all those brothers up there from all those different places. And I would say I didn't really know what was happening to me, but I remember one phrase that Brother Lee asked in that training. He said, what is the church? And I had never been asked that question personally, but I... I knew the church was the body of Christ, but that's not what he meant. He said, the church is actually Christ himself. And he said, so the amount of the church that you are built into 
is the amount of Christ that you've accumulated personally and experientially. Anyway, I, I, I fed on that and got a lot of help from that for a long time, but I realized I didn't see what the one new man really was. But I can tell you, I, I, I don't have it with me, but I carry around that little book. One body, one spirit, and one new man. That the, was the conference. But then as time went on, I realized this is a place of testing. To get this, the one new man is definitely, if I'm the enemy, i got to stop this because the one new man does it. It's his undoing. Yeah. So anyway, I was just, as the years have went on, I realized the thing that keeps me, because I've, I've lived with some of these ones that were in rebellion. I actually lived with a brother, and he was an instrument back in that day of that. So something happened in him. And then I lived with another family, and I got a comparison of life. But anyway, now I'm older, a little older. Now I'm in another locality, and I can't tell you how much that the life in me is burdened for that locality. It doesn't matter where you live. I was in Bellingham for 34 years. Now I'm in Portland, and my wife and I, we're just in the one new man. I mean, I want to just be totally absorbed and immersed in the one new man with you all. But I realize this is this is a point of attack. So the last three or four years trainings, I just was musing upon the speaking of the ministry that's kept me all these years. That's what I realized. It's there's something about the speaking in this ministry that will keep us in this process of the one new man. And so hearing this again, oh, I was so happy last night. I was so happy just to hear it again. Because it's in the words, it's in the dispensing that the, that the Lord grows in us and He becomes this in us. I can tell you, i got a long way to grow, but I'm glad I'm still here. Amen. And I'm Amen. glad at least this vision has not died off. Amen. It's still being ministered and it's even more necessary right now. But I, I just like James' word. He says, I think this is a time, like a new era. I don't want to miss it. Amen. It's an opportunity. I don't want the Lord to, to miss it in me. Amen. Uh, so I'm giving him myself again. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. Uh, brothers, I just wanted, uh, I had a question to open up. Um, just in the recent uh, time, I think we're aware, you know, that the one new man, uh, some of the uh, challenges of culture, um, race, um, regionalism. Um, but one of the things that um, I've been more aware of is uh, the matter of ageism or how we treat the, uh, how we can neglect saints of a certain age or put too much focus or emphasis. Um, my question just is around uh, how do we balance our view of in, I don't know if balance is the right word, but we have a burden to focus in our work on a certain age group. Maybe it's young people, maybe it's the children, maybe it's the college students, yet still have the view um, and and not get so stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm just, or even imparting with the young people, uh, 
if I'm always gathering the young people, there isn't a view that the young people have a are a part of the church, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're you know we're we're striving to bring every man full grown in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we foster this kind of uh, view in our labor? Or or I mean, it seems to me that we still should focus, but focus yet. Um, have the view of the one new man in our labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will just say this, that, um, you know, this... This view of the new man, one new man, is organic. Right. It's, uh, it's not a, a some kind of a, uh, a system, some kind of a, uh, organized thought, but it's something organic. I mean, we do have to labor. I mean, it's, uh, it, it, I think the it, it, it example we use many times is raising a family. Uh, you know, you have young children, you have older, older children, now you have, you have grandchildren. I mean, they, when, they, when they grow up, you know, different stages. And um, <clears throat> so organically, the Lord burdens us to focus on, you know, certain uh, group of saints. Uh, we cannot, just because we are one new man, that means, uh, you know, we just... Uh, uh, our work become very general. Uh, it's just that, uh, uh, you know, let's say uh, there is the age age factor and there's the language factor. Say in, in many churches we have multiple <coughs> languages, uh, Chinese-speaking, Korean-speaking, and English-speaking, and so forth. So does it mean that you know, to practice a one new man, then we just, uh, you know, bring everybody together, we don't have to focus... We don't have to uh, uh, take care of the specific needs in the in the different language groups. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we do have to have a focused labor uh, in those areas. You know, the Chinese speaking needs to have focused labor on these uh, uh, the the Chinese speaking ones. They have particular needs that some kind of a general. Uh, situation cannot meet, right? So, uh, so is every language group, and so is a different age group. Um, so, <clears throat> even taking care of the children, it needs some very uh, focused labor, you know, to how to work on the children, develop material for the children. It needs to be have some focus, but it doesn't mean that you become you become just uh, children centered. And uh, ignoring everything else. So, I mean, if uh, if if you are in a uh, an organic person, a person who lives in the spirit, and and really let, letting your heart to be enlarged by Christ, and in, you know, made home by Christ in your heart. Uh, so, even though you are very burdened, right? You are very you you are very much aware of the Lord's uh, commissioning you. For a uh, burdening in a uh, in a certain area, 
you are not uh, writing off all the other areas. You are open, right? And you are even open to be adjusted, open to be to be repositioned, you know, to to uh, to labor in other areas, right? I mean, the uh, so if you <coughs> the the this vision of the new man doesn't mean to make us becoming more general, just to you know, just uh, everybody just kind of uh, uh, one big pot together, you know. But there are still particular labor. But yet, in our particular labor, our heart is enlarged, right? We will, when someone, let's say you're laboring on the children, when someone, you know, touching uh, uh, in the college work, you know, uh, uh, or the community work, say something, and then uh, maybe... Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 interfering or uh, in what you were doing in the children, you will not feel uh, that you're being your toes being stepped on. Uh, you feel to uh, defend. You feel to, uh, but your your heart is enlarged, right? You you uh, you really have the the the, the feeling that uh, yes, the Lord commissioned you with this, you know, with this part of your service. But it's not exclusive. It's not uh, monopolizing. You know, this is a work in the body. I mean, for the time being, you are here. Uh, we don't know where the Lord will may place you next, right? Maybe whatever our service may be is not permanent. It's not eternal. It's just something something the Lord gives you to take care of this. I mean, just like in a family, I said. You know, you take care of these children at this at this age, elementary school age, and then they say grow up. Then you you change, you adjust, right? Your 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 view is not I I only take care of them when they are when they are elementary school age, right? Well, when they now get thirty, I still have to take care of them. And they're forty, you still still have to take care of them. It's organic because you are you, you are the parent. You are, your heart is is uh, to to take care of the, the the family. So anyway, I just want to. I would just add a little bit. Um, this is a valid concern. And so it's good that we, it, it's brought up. But there are two inward matters and some practical matters. Much depends upon our inner consciousness. If, we, if I realize everything is for the body, Everything is for the one new man. That all the churches, all the ministry, all the feasts, everything is for this. Then this will save us from overemphasizing something or neglecting something else. And then regarding age, uh, I just share with you a sense I had at the end of giving message 12 in the summer training about the second generation mm -hmm. receiving everything from the, the previous generation. While I was speaking that, I had the sense that the Spirit has been doing something that the age problem is being solved. Mm -hmm. In 1977, Memorial Day weekend, there was a conference in Chicago led by Max Rappaport, so that was chaos. I was there observing. 
there was a college-age conference in Berkeley that was full of rebellion and disorder. Brother Lee was in Anaheim giving messages on all ages yes. for the Lord's recovery. And what went on in Berkeley was really generational. This is just part of our history. It's part of a Deuteronomy. We, we, should, we should know this. They even mocked ones that were older than they, just in their 30s and 40s. And this is something in our society. We're a youth, we're a youth culture. I'm not going to make a political comment, but some are opposing Biden running for president because of his age. To me, I wish 75 was the minimum age. <laughs> <laughs> this 35 thing scares me. Get mature enough. And, and so, uh, just a lot depends on our inner, inner realization. And then I would suggest this, even though I'm not an elder or a leading one, I'm just a brother and I'm happy about that because I've got enough to do. Let's just say, uh, in a certain church, you have several brothers bearing responsibility. I would like to suggest that the healthy way to proceed is that not all the brothers are doing all the same things. That some have burdens. They're burdened for the children's work. Some are burdened for the older saints. Some are burdened for the campus work. But everything is done according to the principle of the body. And then everything you do is in the fellowship. And I believe if we do this, then we will be able to be, to be balanced. Because as an older person, um, I said Alveder Zane to middle age a long time ago. I think it ends officially at 70. So I don't know what you call me now. But my heart is fully burdened for the young people. That there would be raised up, there would not be a movement, but there would be a move, and he would raise up this last generation, and they would grow in life in a normal way rather than in a typical way. So I believe if the Lord gains us inwardly, that all these distinctions that are into us are removed. We do everything through the consciousness, is for the one thing. And then we are coordinated. And so nothing is our kingdom, nothing is our territory. It's our specific responsibility for a period of time, but we do it in the spirit of the body and in fellowship. I think in this way, we will have a deep one accord and the heavens will be open and more blessings will come. Amen. Does this help at all? Okay. <coughs> Last night, Brother Ron mentioned culture. Sorry, I and I'll just say something very short. That maybe it's helpful. It's just fellowship, and it was mentioned again this morning. <clears throat> culture in the sense of different nationalities or different regions of the country. But I'm, I'm kind of touching what Andy said is in shepherding people who are a different generation than myself. That's when I realize my culture is a barrier to the dispensing of the grace. Helps a lot to just listen so that you can understand because you don't understand the people when you are 
looking through the lens of your culture, your generational culture. So I just feel like sitting and listening helps people a lot. Amen. I just wanted to respond also to that. I, I, I had a fresh appreciation when Ron was speaking about stewardship. And I was thinking about what it means to be a steward. And the first thing that comes to mind is that a steward, it's, it, it's related to possession, right? A steward does not dispense his own possession, right? When the context of like a household, the steward is dispensing the, the, the possession of the homeowner. It, the homeowner, and then Ron used another word, which is the linking, right? So the steward is linking the household owner's possession to his guests or to his household, and, you know, you think about being a steward. I was like, do I know how to be a steward? And I realized that, you know, as a kid, my mom was a caterer. And so I had to serve a lot as that's really being a steward. And she said, she always said, you have to, like Phil said, you have to be very observant as a serving one. Is there waterfall? Is there bread low? Do they need more of this? You know, you have to be sensitive to their need as a steward because the... The good pleasure of the father or the homeowner is to dispense everything he has to his guests. So as stewards, we just have to be sensitive to the souls that you're, that's under your care. And this is a matter of just being observant. So then the steward's job is not the household. The steward's job is the people, right? A good steward has to take care of the, the guests or he'll get fired. So I just realized that God needs stewards because his rich possession needs to get dispensed into the into the believers and into the young ones. And in some ways that's very it's relieving to be a steward because it's not our possession and nor are the guests our guests. Right? The saints are not ours, they're the Lord's and what they need is God's, not ours. So then we just become channels of blessing to all the saints. So I just appreciated that there that this 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 <coughs> concept of stewardship. Uh, I had a question, kind of similar to what uh, Brother Andy was asking, uh, and it's kind of on the other end in being somebody who's younger and how to relate to those who are older. Um, in the locality that I'm in, we. The demographics are such that we have quite a few older saints uh, and some younger ones were asked to take responsibility how to best shepherd those that are older than you and further along in life than you. Um, You mentioned that you you can only shepherd ones as far as you have been. And I was just considering with my own kids, there's times that they'll point out to me my shortcomings, and I might answer by saying something like, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, But with someone who's older, it's almost as if you'd like to push from behind because that's where you are as opposed to leading from ahead. Uh, and, I, and I, it appears that shepherding and feeding go together. And yes, I, I feel like maybe I could feed some, and sometimes my oldest son will prepare something for me. 
but it doesn't taste very good because I know I can make it better myself. And so sometimes I feel like that's what I would be doing in trying to feed even someone who's older than I am who's already eaten that food. Uh, and then shepherding, I, I'm not sure I know how to relate properly. Uh, let's just be reminded of the, base, the definition of shepherding Brotherly gave us this all inclusive tender care and so the shepherding of a, of a significantly older person in some ways will be different in nature than from a peer or someone much younger um So you have just a heart of nourishing and cherishing with respect. And you may want to reread Titus, because the book of Titus, um, because Paul mentions how to appeal to an older person, how to relate to him. Now here's a complication, and you may already be aware of it, and if you're aware of it, you might have been condemning yourself for being aware of it. Some are much older than you, but they <coughs> haven't grown. Some have not grown for a very, very long time. And and so you, you need to be to discern the difference between their expression of a genuine spiritual need and when they're just in their opinion. And so at least we can relate to them with honor and respect and we just let the Lord just flow out through us to cherish them to encourage them and I believe this is mainly what would be on the Lord's heart it's not that you are responsible to lead them all the way to maturity that this is an unusual case, but it happened last Lord's Day morning. We were worshiping the Father. And a brother, well into his 70s, got up and just started to speak and in a loud way and in a critical way. And he just said, I'm, uh, I'm going to another locality to take care of the Caucasian saints. He's Chinese-speaking. He went on and on, and he wouldn't stop, and he said, when someone stands up, you should all stand up with me. And this went on. And then I considered this. Uh, it's a kind of representative case, but it's an extreme case. There's no mental illness there. But this is an exhibition of what happens to a person when peculiarity devours them. So we also need to be aware of what kind of person we are uh, taking care of. When, one time, this goes way back in 1974, I was asked to care for, everyone knew this, this is uh, an elderly a Hebrew Christian sister with an incredibly strong self and 
just demanding in every way, but she was the sister. And my job was to find her a new apartment to live. And uh, that was a real wonderful learning experience. <laughs> but I don't have to pretend, even though I'm only so much younger, she was 45 years older than I, at least. I'm aware of her disposition. I'm aware of herself. I know she'll criticize part of what I do. She's my sister. She's an older person. I will just learn to care for this need in love. I hope that helps a little bit. But some of the... I just put us in a category that there are particular needs and it doesn't rely upon you to have the spiritual solution for the particular spiritual conditions of older people. But when you cherish them you respect them and you honor them by the Christ living in you that will supply life to them and that's that's being a steward you dispense life into them just by just by the way you're caring for them Let me just say one thing when we leave. Our God is merciful. All of our mistakes are under the blood of Jesus. Let's forget everything that's behind and stretch forward to what's ahead. We're living at a golden time. Hallelujah. Maybe more golden than any time in church history. Amen. Amen. Brother, kind of on a different note, um, I heard concerning Bellingham that there's a new development related to a potential property. And since we're all here, it might be timely to, to pray for it. And Mike could give us a little detail. Greg's here too, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, so maybe. So I was just kind of waiting to see, you know, if it seemed good to show you, brothers, some pictures of the properties. And then. Greg, Mike, could you speak up, please? Yeah. Let me let me get up here. You, you have a just maybe even if you just gave us just a word, yeah, yeah a, right. a kind of description of the issue, sure. and then because it is really a timely yeah. opportunity for all the brothers to pray. As you know, we've been looking at a facility that's um, basically on the north border of Bellingham, and it's in the city limits of Ferndale. And the situation has been, over the last few years, there's been a lot of opportunities, but the price and the situation uh, was just very, very difficult. So, um, we have the feasibility study going on that facility in Ferndale, and it's coming to a close. And so the schedule is very tight. So, just recently, uh, we learned that there was a Church of Christ that's right near Bellis Fair, right off I-5, uh, they're closing their doors. They had a sign doing a rummage sale. So some saints went over there, they found out, and so they contacted us, and I went over to look at it, and it 
12, it's 15,000 square feet. The one we're looking at is 6,000 square feet. Um, lots of parking. It's on four acres. There's a three acre area in the middle of a neighborhood and surrounded by apartment complexes. You can walk to Bellis Fair from there. So the access, the location, everything is very good. So uh, we contacted the uh, person who's coordinating the sale. And so they're under an agreement right now, verbal agreement, not a contractual one, with a school who wants to lease it or buy it. Uh, of course, they have to do a conditional use permit. So they're having issues. So we have found out that because of these issues, the school will be making a decision soon because they're looking at other opportunities. So it's a perfect facility. We got access, we got a tour. There's downstairs, the open area where you meet is a 60 by 60 room. All the classrooms. I mean, it, it looks like your standard meeting hall. And everything's there. Huge kitchen, uh, mother's room. I mean, it has everything. And then part of the upstairs is not completed yet, but there's still part that is. So my feeling when I went through this, I said, wow, this would be something for the whole Northwest, this type of facility. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, in closing, uh, she met with the school yesterday. I don't know what the outcome was that was from that. And so the school told Mike that they'll make a decision <coughs> November 27th. That's late for us because we don't want to risk losing a facility in Ferndale while waiting for this one and end up not having the opportunity to buy this one. So we feel there's a need of prayer. The saints have all been praying desperately that the Lord would give us the right direction. And then if this is the Lord's will, if this is his doing, that he would open the door for the school for another opportunity. We just want the Lord to come in and, and have his rule and reign over this situation for, for the new man. Okay, so the price, good question. That is an issue. Um, the price in Bellingham, I mean in Ferndale, is like 650 and we can manage that. This one, she told me, she says, well, we're, we're expecting something close to a million. Well, in talking to our realtor, he's saying that is a steal it for a million. So she likes us. Uh, she said, look, if it doesn't fall in with school, we'll give you the opportunity. Uh, so we made an offer yesterday uh, for $9.75. We, she's going to talk to her trustees this weekend, tomorrow. Uh, we don't know We don't know where they're at with that price, but what we do know is the church in Bellingham can't fund that. So this, this is a body matter. Uh, you know, we need the fellowship uh, with the body on this. So if it if it does come to where we have the opportunity to, to purchase it, uh, we would love to have some brothers from down here go up there and visit it and, and just get the feel of the body on this. Amen. Amen. Lord, we give this matter into your hands. Lord, thank you for the church in Bellingham. For the dear saints there. Lord, representing the one new man. Lord, Lord, do do guide guide the saints. Guide is what you're doing here. Guide your body, Lord. We have your way here. Your way here. Amen. Amen. What about this property? Right. Amen. Right. Oh, we just
us look to you, Lord. Amen. You're the sovereign Lord. Amen. Head of the body. Amen. We ask you concerning the body. Amen. To uh, direct the brothers. Amen. Open the door. Amen. To the right property. Amen. Right this this property. Amen. Oh Lord, have your way. Amen. That's right, Lord. Right. Have your way. Amen. Lord, do what's best. Amen. For the one new man. Amen. Lord, we're here for the one new man. Amen. Lord, you are the head. Amen. Open the door. Amen. Gain the right property. Amen. Give the brothers the clarity. Amen. Oh, Lord, open every door. Amen. Amen. pictures on your laptop, right? Maybe you yeah. can set that up right sure. here. We can come take sure. a look at it. Yep. I think we're all very burdened for this. Yes. Amen. I'd like to see it. So we'll continue to pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, brothers. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. I think we're able to record this fellowship, too, so no more name you come. Well, this is the one in Ferndale. This is 6,000 square feet. Yep. It's three years old, so it's really... So we're just talking about this part of it, right? Yeah, this would just be the one in Ferndale. So it's this part. It's, so it looks kind of like this. Here's like there's 121 parking stalls. Amen. Oh, and that, that's just a 